Wow, you guys are here. Did y'all survive while mom and dad were gone? You okay? You're good? Oh, they're so good. Okay, good. The, um, there's so much here. There's, it's like loaded. In fact, the, the way that they decided, they decided to line us up with Genesis and this particular passage of Jesus was kind of fascinating. Um, but I was watching the um, episode seven of season three, which you gotta watch it. I was just watching it yesterday. And as they're going, like, it's this episode put on TV. And as they were like, I didn't know what was coming. And, and like, you saw Jesus like putting his hands on this guy all over his face and then whatever. And then Jesus looks up and I said first, Ephatha! And he said it with me. Like we quoted each other. It was kind of excited. I was like, oh, it's coming. They're going to do it. So this idea of, um, by the way, that, that touching, that, that insistence of Jesus, where the way he touches this man, spits, groans, touches his tongue, puts his finger in his ear. Like on the one hand, the guy was like, this is so weird. What are you doing? On the other hand, it's why we still have miracles that we call sacraments that are not just, oh, God heals you, go in peace. It's like, no, there's a touching, there's a physical, there's a, a, a pouring of water, there's a laying on of hands, there's an anointing with oil, there's a receiving physically the, the, the host and the, and the wine, that, that physical, spiritual overlapping that is so, that is the sacraments. Visible signs that are efficacious of invisible things taking place. In fact, this is actually, a, we call the ephatha, it's one of the parts of baptism. It's a really, we kept it, we put it in there, we touched the baby's mouth and ears. This image of um, our Lord coming to us and, 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 and calling us to open our eyes and our ears and our mouths. Um, for whatever reason, the liturgy united it to Genesis 3. You notice it says that when the woman took the apple, or whatever she did to sin, it says, their eyes were open. And I kind of picture that as like a, a twisting, or like taking your, your shirt and taking it and putting it inside out. Like, she had been able to see. In fact, she had been able to see so beautifully, so purely. We talked yesterday or the other day about how they were naked and felt no shame. Like, they saw so perfectly. And yet, when they sin and their freedom is going against God, there's a a closing of their ears and eyes to the things of God and even to each other and sort of a twisted opening or an inverted seeing of you can no longer see God. Now you see, but in the wrong way, all the things around you. Brian Butler, when he talks about this, like you, instead of seeing each other as an icon of God, like a reflection of God, now you see the other as an idol in itself and you can't see God anymore. So there was, a, with sin, there's a, there's, a, there's an opening that's, that's actually a twisted opening and a closing to the higher things. Whereas with Jesus, this, this, this man who's, who's deaf and mute comes with, with his baggage and his weight and all the stuff that we carry ourselves. Jesus is like, like turning this shirt from being inside out. He says, I came to make it right. I came to restore. I came to bring fulfillment. So he's like taking this shirt. I don't know if you like that image or not, but like putting it right side out. Be opened. Closing your ears in your heart to the sickness and to the sin and other things, and now being open to what you were supposed to be open to in the first place. This image of, of just being, we actually talked about it over the weekend, the bushel basket, that the light, you don't, you don't take your light and close yourself off to the light. You don't hide it under a bushel basket. We just simply, in this, in this episode, we can ask the Lord to open our own mind and heart. The episode, it's, it's not just a physical blindness or anything else, it, like the episode has, um, while Jesus is healing a blind man, you also realize that Peter, the, the, the producers have Peter going through a lot of struggles, 
Um, he knows that God, Jesus is God. He knows all about Jesus, but yet he's closed to Jesus in his heart. His mind might be open, but his heart is closed. So what in me is closed to the Lord? What in me is closed to knowing God, to accepting God, to embracing God? What parts of my heart, what sinful habits that I have, I don't want Jesus to go there. It's closed to you, Lord, stay out. Our Lord comes to each one of us wherever we are. We can invite him, Lord, Lord, I, I do want you to touch me, touch my ears, touch my tongue, touch everything. Like, Lord, Lord, say to me those words. Evatha, be open. Whatever is closed, be open. Whatever pride is keeping me out or keeping my way from you, let it be gone. And let the way be open to me. Whatever vanity or fears of what people will think of you that keep you closed in yourself. Keep your mouth literally closed. You're afraid to speak the words of God that people might judge you or think badly of you. Let that be open. Whatever doubts cloud your mind and whispers against the faith obscure your life of faith. Let all that be gone. Let your faith be open wide. Etc. We put all this in our Lord's hands, helping ask Him to really touch each one of us, touch our families, touch our friends, that there would be a, a greater openness. John Paul II would say, open wide the doors of society to Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid to do so. Let us open wide the doors of our own lives, our own personal lives, our, our busy schedules. Let there be openness to Him, to prayer, to silence, to love, to charity, to family life. And let our community be open. Let our church be open to the values of God. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.